All right, Merry Christmas to everyone. Feliz Navidad to everyone. <laughs> Tell you what, Sam, I like that two minutes. That's good. We should do that more often, don't you think? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us uh, on a Christmas Eve, a Saturday night. What a great way to come and worship the Lord. Uh, so glad that you're here. We do have bulletins for you outside um, in the foyer if you want to grab one of those. Um, before your way out, just a, several events uh, that, is, that is in here as well. If you're watching online, so glad that you have joined us. Um, you can look there at our, web, at our website as well so that you can see those uh, upcoming events. Tomorrow is Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Okay. So you can wake up. Okay, wake up and eat that special Pop-Tart that you've been waiting to eat for a while or something. And, uh, and then you can uh, open your Christmas presents, whatever you're going to do. And then uh, we invite you to come to our service tomorrow morning. Now, it's a little bit of a different service. You can come anytime between 10 o'clock and 12 o'clock, and we'll have some prayer stations out for us. I thought it would, it would just be a, a great moment to come to the house of the Lord and, and just pray and talk to the Lord on that day. And so we've got kind of a service tonight and then a prayer time tomorrow morning. You can come anytime between 10 o'clock and noon uh, Becky and I will be here as well. If you want uh, anything to pray about, we can pray with you. And so that is uh, tomorrow morning. No Sunday school, uh, but we have that prayer service tomorrow morning. That's in your bulletin. Um, and then also our offering, what we're going to do for our offering tonight, we have some offering buckets that we're going to leave in the back or some baskets there. And so if you wanted to give an offering tonight or tomorrow, we'll have baskets available there for you. This would be the last weekend for physical offerings. You can, of course, you can also always give uh, online. But the next Sunday will be January 1. So this is the last weekend for offerings that are going to be uh, counted for this year in 2022. So thank you so much for your giving. But tonight, uh, tonight, it's about Jesus, isn't it? It's about Jesus. It's always about Jesus. But tonight, for sure, it's about Jesus. This is Christmas Eve. And so we have come to hear the story and to sing songs to him and to worship him. So let's do that here tonight. Watch this video.
Amen. I have uh, the honor to read the Christmas story um, here with you tonight. And I'm so glad that the whole family is here. We've got kids. Where are the kids at? We here? Kids? Children? All right, good. All right. Older people, we here? We... <laughs> I was about to say old people, but older people were here tonight. Okay, good. Um, but it, we, we get to come together, and um, we're going to read the Christmas story together. And it's my honor to do that with you as a church family. Um, then I just wanted to give one big thought uh, afterwards, and then we're going to go, and we're going to worship the Lord once again with some more Christmas carols. So I'm going to get out of the way so we can worship uh, the Lord. And so if you have your Bibles, if you wanted to turn to Luke chapter 1, and Matthew chapter 1. We're not going to have the words on the screen, so maybe you just want to listen to me tell it, or maybe you want to follow along as well. We're in Luke chapter 1, and we're in Matthew chapter 1, and I'm going to read the story uh, to us here. We have two authors that have told this story, Matthew and Luke, and they kind of give their little different perspective on it. And so we're going to read this story here together in chronological order. So we're going to go from Luke to Matthew, and then to Luke, and then finish up in Matthew again. So we're going to read the story in order, but looking at these two authors. So we're going to start in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, and let's read this uh, story here together. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Elizabeth is the mother of John the Baptist, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and now is in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. I think we can all say amen to that. Amen. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Now we move over. To Matthew, chapter number 1, we just heard the angel come and speak with Mary. Now he's going to speak with Joseph. Verse 18, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, 
and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Moving back to Luke, now chapter 2. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid. Fear not. That's right. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they have seen and heard, which is the appropriate response to Jesus, right? To worship Him. It was just as the angel had told them. Finally, to finish the story, we go back to the book of Matthew, verse or chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Once again, the appropriate response to Jesus. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. 
Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. Which was a lie, obviously. He wanted to get rid of him. Verse 9. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Greatest story ever told is right there. And in this story, there is so much symbolism and, and so much representation and so many different directions that we could go and talk about. And, and, and we talk about them every year, which we should and we can. I, after reading that story, I, I, I just wanted to briefly talk about one thing. God's gift to us is for everyone. God's gift to us is for everyone. And you see this in the story. You see who was invited to the birth of Jesus. You look first at, of course, the family unit. We have the husband, we have the wife, we have the child. But then who was invited to this story? You've got the shepherds. These were uh, Jewish shepherds who were living in the, near, in the nearby villages and towns. You've got these Jewish men who, they were, as shepherds, uh, were on the lower part of the economic pole, right? So, but because they were invited, Jewish people are invited, but also poor people are invited to receive this gift. Then you look at the wise men who came. The wise men came from afar, and they were not Jewish people. So if you were not a Jewish person, you were a Gentile. And so these men were Gentiles. Look to your neighbor and say, you're a Gentile. Okay? <laughs> okay? These Gentiles were of royal descent and were very well off. They were rich. In fact, that points to uh, Jesus and, and his royalty because they came and bowed down and worshipped him. But these Gentiles were rich. So whether you are Jew, whether you are Gentile, whether you are poor, whether you are rich, Jesus is for you. What Jesus did and he came down is for everyone for all of us. You even look at the two writers. You've got Matthew, who was a Jewish man, one of the 12 disciples. Um, this Jewish man, when he wrote, he included the wise men story. So this Jewish man was inviting the, uh, the, the Gentile wise men into the story of Jesus. Then you've got Luke, who was the other author, who was a doctor, who was a Gentile, which by the way, the only Gentile to write a book in the Bible. So the Gentile writes the story of the Jewish shepherds, so the Gentiles are inviting the Jews to know this Savior is for you as well. How special is that? Whether you are Jew, whether you are Gentile, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, 
the author was a, a Jew and a Gentile. And what's incredibly special is that God chose Luke, this Gentile, to not only tell the story of Jesus being born, but he chose him to tell the story of the Holy Spirit coming as well. Which once again points us to this is for everyone. Not just for Jewish people, but for Gentiles as well, for all of us. That should make us feel like we are included in this. Jew, Gentile, rich, poor, whoever we are, we are invited to accept Jesus. No matter our sin. And listen, there was just as much sin going on in that day when Jesus was born as there is going on today. Okay? They just didn't have Instagram and TikTok to prove it. Okay? Just as much sin going on. In fact, since Adam and Eve left the garden, sin has been rampant in our world. But even though we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For all of us. Maybe you're here today or you're watching online. You're here tonight because you're supposed to go to a Christmas Eve service or you're watching because we're supposed to do something Christmassy. This moment might be for you. Maybe you say, you know, the, the sin that I have in my life, doesn't that disqualify me from a relationship with God who is so holy? Actually, it's your sin that qualifies you. Because while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He came to die for sinners, not perfect people. He came for me and you, not the perfect. Your sin actually qualifies you because he came for you. This is my plea to you. Come home. Come home. Come home. He's here for you. He's here for you. Can we stand this morning as the shepherds and as the wise men? Their response was to worship the Lord. Can we do that here tonight? Lord, we thank you for tonight. Thank you that we can come together as a church. Thank you that this story was for everyone, no matter what country, no matter what continent, color of skin, where we are economically. It does not matter. You come to save us from our sins. Emmanuel, God with us. And so, Lord, we lift up praises to you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Warms, warms my heart to see us come together as a church family and just worship the Lord. And I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for you. Thankful for you and, uh, and what you've meant to, to me and my family. And, and, and we love you. I know we, we, we joke. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. I love you so much. <laughs> so let's go tonight, and, uh, and let's visit a little bit, and uh, let's continue to have a great Christmas season. We love you. Thank you.